All right, looks like we're good to go. Let's start the show. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm, I guess that intro music went through for y'all. It looks like it did, but it, I didn't hear any of it. So, um, I hope that worked. Something's, something's a little bit weird with, uh, OBS for me this morning. That's, that's not uncommon. <laughs> and I see y'all are saying that you had a little bit of trouble finding the show this morning over on rumble. Um, not sure, not sure what's up, up with that, but sometimes those things happen. Yeah, y'all say music was on. Okay, cool. Cool. Good to hear. I'm glad it then it worked for y'all. For some reason I couldn't hear it. It's probably I mean, I haven't changed any settings since last time we were live, but who knows. Okay. This is just human number 190 and perhaps like Rumble and my audio settings, I'm a little bit I feel a little bit off my game this morning. Yesterday I didn't feel all that good, neither did my my uh youngest kid and um Today I'm just not I just don't feel like I'm on my game, but I'm going to do a show anyway, and we're going to have a lot of laughs and we're going to look at some information and about Trump cases, mostly mostly about Trump cases, not just one, but a couple other ones. Um, yeah, several of y'all are saying you had trouble finding it on Rumble this morning. I'm not sure what's up with that. I can say that my live view count right now is pretty low. Um, it's lower than it than it usually is. Um, but I definitely have it on. Yeah, I got it at the right place. But yeah, I bet I'm guessing. 
I'm guessing a lot of people had some trouble finding it this morning because my view count is about 25% of what it usually is at this time, or about at least, I mean, half of what it is. All right, but we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to look at some, some news today. And as y'all know, Trump has not been arrested yet. <laughs> um, uh, I don't believe it's going to happen. I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I know a lot of people are, are on the edge thinking Trump is going to get arrested, but I don't think so. <laughs> uh, some some folks have sent me messages saying, man, Kyle, I thought you were wrong this time. I thought for sure he was going to get arrested this time. But nope, hasn't happened yet. But that's okay. We'll see if... um. If anything changes, you know, if he does, if it does, if he does get arrested, if they do indict Trump, it'll be such a big mistake on their part. It would be such a massive mistake on their part. They would be so stupid to do that. It would get thrown out and they would get destroyed. <laughs> they would get destroyed by discovery and, um, and just by giving the spotlight to Trump, like you'd think at some point they would learn that um, their best way for these for Trump's enemies to deal with him is to completely ignore him. Um, but they don't learn. They don't learn. They're stupid. Okay, I think I ha- I think I want to start with this right here. A black screen. Yay. Here we go. So. Ah, I'll stretch that out. There we go. That's, that looks better. So Devin and Cash were on Real America's Voice, and they had this to say about uh, the Trump's going to be indicted stories. I uh, travel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was really loud for me. I don't know if that was really loud for y'all. Hold on just a moment. It's a country, you know, country, you know, my family back in California. So I do a lot of commuting and all and I see people from all over the country. And then I'll, you know, make my way over to Mar-a-Lago. I've been to Washington, D.C. a couple times this year. And, and you know, when you out of the big cities um, and this is what I, I'm sure, you know, none of the left or the fake news is watching this, unfortunately. But as hmm. I can tell you, the comments that you heard right there, you hear Everywhere, once you leave about a mile outside of any big city in this country, you see exactly that. You see Trump, Trump 20 flags. You have people that are thoroughly ticked off at their government, uh, ticked off at all the big corporations, ticked off at this latest bank bailout. Uh, and look, I, I just I just think this is a stop. And I actually took, as you know, I spent many years traveling around the world, meeting with you know a lot of our allies, some of our adversaries, some people in between. And I've actually taken calls here in the last few days from people that I haven't heard from in the last couple of years who are calling me and saying, Devin, from these are foreign countries, calling me saying, mm. are, are they going to do this, arrest a former president, indict a former president? I say, look. They invaded his house. They went through his wife's laundry, you know, or his wife's uh, closet. They went th- through his mm-hmm. kid's bedroom. So why would they not do this? It's it, it's sad. It sucks. It's wrong, but it's happening. But I think the American people are onto it. 
Mm-hmm. Cash is absolutely incredible. You know, going back to the success of the song for a second, I just have to keep going there because it's the January 6th prisoners that I really have. So just just a quick comment on some of what he said there. Um, you know, that's how he pulled, they bring up the Mar-a-Lago raid over and over again. Say, look, they were willing to go this far. But we all we know if you've been following this show that Trump was actually absolutely in control of the entire Mar-a-Lago raid. And nobody knew about it until he told us about it after it was over. Um, 100% the Mar-a-Lago raid was Patriots working with Trump to do an evidence transfer. And just like they have for decades and decades and decades. Um, But the usefulness of the Mar-a-Lago narrative, the Mar-a-Lago raid, quote unquote, narrative, um, the usefulness of it is that you can bring it up and say, look, they were willing to do this to Trump. And right now they're saying it in the sense that it was it, this was done to Trump. They're, they, the bad guys, are willing to go this far to get Trump. So, of course, they're willing to indict him. But in the future, it's going to be used as, look, they raided Trump. So they also raided Biden. What's fair is fair. And pretty soon it's going to be raids on other people. Uh, that formerly held high office, and it was really useful to have this battle over the raid which, um, of Mar-a-Lago because you had the special master and the uh, the 11th Circuit Court ruling that said, look, just because he's a person who formerly held the highest office in the land doesn't mean he gets special treatment under the law. He gets treated the same as anybody else. And so that, that 11th Circuit Court ruling is going to come into play later on when others are raided, such as if Biden tried to challenge. You know, I think that, I think that um, Biden and his, his crew, his lawyers, they worked with DOJ and the FBI, and they signed an agreement to, pre- to prevent the FBI needing to use a search warrant to search his Delaware home, his office, University of Delaware, other places. Um, And they did that because they didn't want a search warrant. They didn't want the embarrassment of the FBI getting a search warrant and Trump being able to say that Biden was raided like they raided me, Um, which actually he may have not even said. Um, He may have just ignored it in order to preserve his Mar-a-Lago raid narrative. But the Biden, I think that if the 11th Circuit hadn't made their ruling like they did, and if Trump hadn't fought the way he did, you, we might have seen Biden fight the DOJ and the FBI on their searches. But because that was already headed off and already decided because of the Trump raid, Biden and them decided to avoid the appearance and the need for a uh, search warrant. And instead, they made a limited agreement with the FBI saying, yeah, OK, we're going to let you come in here and we give you permission to come in here and look for these things that you that you want. Open so many people's eyes to really this direct persecution and prosecution that's taking place in this country. And, you know, there was a lot of fear that today, with this announcement of him being arrested, that there would be, you know, peaceful protests that could go awry. Mm-hmm. Do you think with some of this footage coming out from January 6th that that has quelled some of that, that maybe it could have headed in that direction, but people are now waking up to what's actually happening? 
Look, as a former federal prosecutor at DOJ, going all the way back to our Russiagate days with Devin and I, when we exposed the fact that our government withheld evidence to a federal court, they called us conspirators and liars. It took us years to prove the truth. We just put out the truth. No one wanted to believe this. That ties directly what we're talking about today with the Jan 6 prisoners. Prisoners. Years ago, everybody in the media wanted to call all those people domestic terrorists, and a lot still do. But thanks to what Kevin McCarthy and company have done by putting the video out, the evidence from a prosecutorial standpoint that DOJ withheld from so many defendants, we are starting to see some evidence of innocence and overcharging of so many of these people. And the narrative that we've stitched together over the last, over the last six years by putting together the truth from Russiagate to Jan 6 uh, to the Donald Trump investigation at Mar-a-Lago and now to Alvin Bragg, people know our government, unfortunately, is capable of capable of submitting evidence to favor a political narrative or orientation. And I think you saw that. I mentioned it earlier with Costello going into the grand jury today in New York City. I just posted mm -hmm. a video on Truth Social about his reaction to it. It's a must-see. He literally proved to the world that he provided eight inches worth of emails from Michael Cohen to the grand jury, and the prosecutor only showed the grand jury three of those emails. He was imploring the grand jury to read them all himself. That is the suppression of evidence. And as Devin was saying, people are now starting to understand that this is no longer conspiracy theory. It's a two-tier system of justice. Donald Trump's at the vanguard of it. He's the juggernaut. And if anyone was yeah. going to break and return it to a one-tier system of justice, it is the 45th president. Yeah, and Devin, uh, the Okay, so I think that is where this story that I saw last night and this morning is coming from, where they're talking about, and I saw someone mention it in chat, R.L. Skeeter, good morning. They said, Gateway Pundit is saying that Bragg um, is caught hiding nearly 600 pages of exculpatory evidence. I, I haven't even read that story, but I'm going to say that that is a fake news headline. And the reason it, I'm saying that is because in a grand jury Grand juries are just one-sided. A grand jury doesn't have to... The grand the prosecutors that are running a grand jury don't have to present exculpatory evidence. There is no defense in a grand jury. It's only the prosecution, which is why there's that expression that a grant, you can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich because you're only getting one side of the story. That's, the whole, that's how a... Um, that's how a grand jury works. The, pro the prosecutors present one side of the story and the grand jurors decide if there's enough there to return an indictment on that individual for the alleged crimes. And then at the trial is when the defense gets to assemble a defense against that evidence and against that indictment. Um, so the fact that Alvin Bragg didn't present exculpatory evidence, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to present any of that. He only he can present only this that one side, and that's normal. What's unique about the New York situation is that New York has a law that allows you to um, somewhat if someone's a target of a grand jury, they're allowed to appear before it in their own defense, and they or they can designate someone to appear on their behalf and give a defense of them. And that's what happened here. Costello was sent in to give a defense of Trump and to specifically impeach uh, Michael Cohen. So that's a unique New York law that they have that, that you're allowed to do that. But I'm not saying that there aren't 600 pages of exculpatory evidence. I'm sure that part is true. But 
I've seen that headline going around and I'm like, mm, that sounds like that sounds like a fake news narrative. But I can also understand like why Cash just said what he just said about how Costello brought in all these emails, but Bragg only showed the uh, the grand jury three of them. Um, he show, he's what he's doing there is he's saying he's trying to point out how unfair all this is and that it's a political prosecution. But he's at the same time, he's letting you know there's all this other stuff that hasn't come out yet. And the same thing with that uh, Gateway Pundit and other articles I've seen. I think Kyle Becker was the other one who had that story. At the same time, there it's a fake news headline. It's also an information drop because it's telling you there are that much there's that much more documents that can be brought up to defend Trump with. So that's just that's the dynamic that's at play right there. Those emails that Cash is talking about, uh, Bob Costello told the grand jury, among other things, uh, that Michael Cohen's a liar, that Michael Cohen in those emails said basically he wanted to make the payment to the porn star uh, just to make this go away and spare embarrassment for the president who denied any uh, wrongdoing but wanted to spare embarrassment for his family and that it was not a campaign contribution, much different than what Alvin Bragg is trying to do. But let's not get lost in the weeds on that. Let's get to the truth of what this matters for Donald Trump moving forward. We've got just over a minute, Devin. Um, the left thinks you indict him and it's going to help them. It's going to knock him out. This might make Donald Trump stronger. Yeah, well, look, you see an, a, a fight on the left here. So let's not play dumb and keep our heads in the sand here. The Mar-a-Lago raid was des designed and built by the top levels of the Biden administration and the people of the Department of Justice who thought it was going to be a bright idea to go to a, a judge that they knew that they controlled to go to go get a go get a, a search warrant and they thought that wow right before an election a few months this will implode MAGA implode ultra MAGA Trump will look look, look ridiculous because he's 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 got classified documents the Biden administration planned that they did it on purpose to build a narrative. And what happened? It blew up in their face in its entirety. So now there's a fight. You've got the hard left who's saying, no, 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 no. We just got to do it again. We just got to get them arrested. If we get them arrested, it'll work. <laughs> Yet you have some on the left who are saying, wait, saying, wait, it's probably people in the Biden administration who are arguing with each other saying, wait a second, we just tried this and it backfired. And what you're seeing, look, this is going to get more and more. If they indict him and they. Just a quick comment on what. Devin said there. I don't think Devin is lying. I think what Devin is saying there is true, although not accurate. I think that, I mean, I've already, I've already made my case about uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid and what I think about it. And I've made, I've made it many times on this show and in writing. Um, you can check out my sub stack for an article titled templates. Um, it's, I get what Devin is saying though. And I can see how, people in the Biden administration who are actually out to get Trump would fall for such an idea. So he may be like what he's saying may be exactly true that they thought it was a good idea, but I still firmly, firmly believe that the Mar-a-Lago raid quote unquote um, was a completely white hat op, so to speak, to put it in really simple terms. It was totally Patriots in control and Trump in control. He made it happen. And then he was the one who announced it. If, if it was true that the Biden administration designed the entire thing and planned to use it to damage Trump ahead of the midterms, then they would have made sure to leak it to the media before it happened. So that the cameras could have been there, so they would have had all that footage. And like it, it completely is an 
it's it doesn't work. This the 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 attack they would have if that was true that they wanted to use it for an attack and it was completely a deep state op to get Trump through this raid and to embarrass him and to implode MAGA ahead of the midterms, then they would have made damn sure that every media organization knew about it and had cameras there an hour before the FBI arrived. They would have, that's how that would have, it would have been a, it would have been a smear campaign from the very, very beginning. In fact, it would have been, it probably would have been leaked before then. We would have had news of the FBI visiting Mar-a-Lago back in June. And the the news media would have been building up all through June about how the FBI secretly went to Mar-a-Lago and we have exclusive footage of it thanks to a source. And like, they would have built it all up towards that end. Instead, nobody knew anything about that. Because Trump was in control of that situation the entire time. So I think what Devin is saying is true, but not accurate. Um, and he may be referencing... There's a part of me also that thinks that when he says top levels of the government designed it, top, top levels of the Biden administration, I mean, I don't... As you guys know, I am of the opinion that Biden isn't in control of the deep state. He's not he's not part of the deep state anymore. He's not part of the swamp anymore. He's been flipped over. And so much of what he does is what Trump wants him to do. And so and the same thing with Merrick Garland. So I I, I kind of feel like that's a tongue in cheek comment right there, like where it's true, but it's not true in the way that most listeners would interpret it to be true. And, and they go ahead and try to arrest him. This is going to look like a, a banana republic would be a nice word for it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It already does. I mean, it resembles communism. We talk about this every day. It's just incredible that we've fallen so far. It does. All right. Check out fightwithcash.com where you can get that big, big. All right. So I wanted to cover that segment. I know that there were some weird audio glitches in that. I'm not sure if that's me or if that's just the upload to Rumble. I don't remember it doing that on the uh on telegram but it may just be a true social thing all right so trump hasn't been arrested and the news has been going around that he's definitely 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 going to be arrested surely he's going to be arrested but as with most fake news stories we eventually start getting some uh headlines and first paragraphs that oh i need to save this one for later hold on i don't want to show you that one Eventually, the first news stories that are fake news start coming out and they start saying, yep, Trump's definitely going to be indicted. Everybody needs to prepare for this. And people start panicking about it. And then the doomers and the black pillars come out. And I saw a comment earlier um, in the chat. Who was it? Someone made a comment about the black pillars being out. And um, I wanted, to, I wanted to find your comment again so I could read it exactly like it was. Jason, yes. Jason, good morning. He says, there seem to be a growing number of doomers that don't see the winds happening. I think a lot of them may be plants. You are absolutely right. Um, that's, um, that's one of the things that's difficult to discern in this info war and in this 5GW circumstances that we are in. There's... There are people, there are bots and there are operatives who that's their role is they, they, they jump out and they jump into comments and they jump into chats and they purposefully doom and black pill 
and it's you can't tell whether or not they're actually dooming and blackpilling and they're a person who you could talk to and try and lift up and turn more positive or if their entire intention is just to to spread misery and to steer your chat or your comment section away into a negative area and because you can't tell it makes it makes it really difficult to know how whether or not you should engage with them at all um and especially on a week like this and last week when there's all this news of Trump being indicted there's a there's always an uptick in black pillars and doomers and you'll notice that some of them will go right up to the line of fed posting they'll go right up to the line of of saying things about we can't take much more of this we need to take our country back they're not they're not they don't realize what they're messing they they'll start moving the conversation towards a uh, call to action and those people are baiting you in it like into saying something you're going to get in trouble for saying um you have to be very careful about those those fed posters um i i i regard most of them as being synthetic the people the people who are actually black pilled and like are feeling depressed about stuff you kind of get a feel sometimes for what they're you kind of get sometimes you can get a feel that they're being authentic because they'll ask questions instead of just whining and moaning about stuff or making really negative statements. But it is difficult to discern. All right, we just got this new story last night. Trump has not been notified whether Manhattan DA plans to bring charges. That is completely the opposite of what we've been getting told for the past several days, including last night we were told that there's a plan now where Alvin Bragg is going to indict Trump today. That's the latest. The latest news was that before this article or right as I think it was yesterday afternoon, the story was and Disclosed TV had it and others that Alvin Bragg is going to indict Trump today. The grand jury meets again this afternoon that he's going to indict him today and then they're going to make arrangements for an arraignment next week. He's going to get indicted today. It'll be announced and then the Secret Service and New York Police Department are going to communicate next week, and Trump's going to be come in, kind of come in, and he's going to be fingerprinted and processed like a regular um, arrestee. But then you have this saying the exact opposite: Former President Trump has not been formally notified about whether Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg plans to bring charges against him. Sources familiar told Fox News Digital, amid speculation of a possible imminent. Indictment. That seems like that's that is not a good see the contradiction in that. That is such a dumb sentence. Possible imminent. Possible and imminent <laughs> together. <laughs> hey, uh sources told Fox News though that there remains a real chance that Bragg does not choose to indict the former president. Boom. Boom. Manhattan DA issues scathing response to GOP letter on possible Trump and we will not be intimidated. And then let's see, this article was that morning. And then now we have, yep, it's possible he won't be indicted. Multiple sources told Fox news that at least one more witness is expected to appear before the grand jury when it convenes Wednesday today, 
at 2 p.m. in Manhattan. It is unclear at this point who the witness or witnesses are. Grand jury deliberations and votes are secret proceedings, and an indictment typically remains under seal until an arraignment. So even what they were saying, how this was going to go, it doesn't even make sense. That's not how it's usually done. If an indictment is brought, Trump's attorneys would immediately be notified. If indicted and notified, Trump's attorneys would be able to begin negotiating the terms of a court appearance with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. An indictment, if brought, could come as early as Wednesday, a source told Fox News, adding that the earliest Trump could appear in court if charged would be next week. If indicted, the Secret Service and the New York Police Department would discuss how the former president would surrender. And Trump posted this last night, just before midnight. Screenshot from Fox News. Sources say there's a real chance the DA may choose not to charge Trump as rumors swirl. This is how it works every time with these, the walls are closing in fake news stories. At first, you'll get all these stories saying that it's possible, it's going to happen, all the way up to it's imminent, it's likely. You know, they'll go that whole range. And then just before it was supposed to happen, just when it looks like the walls are actually closing in, you'll start getting stories like this. It's possible there won't be charges. Some doubt that charges will arrive. A new wrinkle has thrown um, prosecutors off. And something has come up and they discovered something new that is that has stalled the bringing of an indictment. Their prosecutors are reconsidering. You'll start. That's how every single time I feel like we're on episode 190. So almost 200 shows I've done. And during these 200 shows, we've had the walls are closing in type stories. I don't know how many times, probably two to three dozen times we've had. I've, I've had some walls are closing in type stories. And sure enough, you'll get a series of them before you get handful that's okay oh let's walk that back a bit he may not get indicted here it is there it is this is a big exit sign coming up a big off ramp yeah let's get off the trump is trump indictment is imminent uh highway here because it's probably not going to happen all right next story Jason says the walls closed, but they were made from soggy cardboard. <laughs> I'm having I'm having fun, guys. Like I'm I'm having fun. It's even like I've like me and uh, Burning Bright were talking on Sunday. Even if Trump is indicted, I think it's a bad move for them, and it's going to work out great for Trump. Not even worried about it. So if this if this is the one time that the walls do close in and an indictment actually happens of Trump, which I don't believe will happen, but if it happens, the walls will be made out of soggy cardboard, and this will this case will get thrown out. It's got it's it's so bad. Uh. It's so bad. And I really think that it's probably, it's more likely about something else. Yeah, I agree, HQ Lion. Trump wants it to be very close for the narrative. Yep. 
Yep, exactly right. HQ Lion says Trump wants it very close for the narrative. So people remember that that's how he was treated. They're better than the rest and the ones to come. Like that he's going to be treated the same as all these others. And then whenever it comes to more indictments of people like Hunter Biden or Hillary Clinton or Mark Elias or uh, John Podesta, um, all these other people who have had some high office of some sort, that's exactly what it is. It's like you'll be the, the the media will have done the work to inform their own audiences about how Trump has been examined and cleared, examined and cleared, examined and cleared over and over again, even under a Biden DOJ. And then that same Biden DOJ, I believe, is going to bring indictments against John Podesta, Huma Abedin, um, and I don't. I'm not even sure who else they might get to. I think it's going to be a number of people. Um, good morning, UK Neil. Thank you for the rant. They say it always comes back to the one day I would like to lose it all video more and more exposed in all of this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Trump's, um, yeah, Jason, you mentioned that Trump has a rally this weekend. It's going to be lit. It's going to be absolutely lit. Okay. In another The Walls Are Closing In story, this time with the special counsel, um, there's there's been a battle. I've covered, I've covered it on this show the other day. It was last week, I believe, where, was it this one or this one? I don't remember exactly, but I covered it on this show that the, uh, in the, Special Counsel Jack Smith and his grand juries and the proceedings that have been playing out in front of uh, Beryl Howell is was the judge, Judge Howell, um, who's now retired and has handed it over to, uh, is it Bozberg, I think? Um, man, I feel like I feel so off my game this morning, guys. I'm sorry. I feel like my I feel like my brain is like like my engine hasn't warmed up. Um. In that fight, Trump's lawyers have been resisting the subpoenas to appear before the grand jury and testify and answer questions from prosecutors. And they've been engaged in this fight where they're they're trying to force DOJ to make them appear. And these these proceedings for this grand jury, because it's a grand jury, have all been happening in secret. And I've covered before that the New York Times and Politico have filed to try and get access to some of the filings in this case. And they've been denied that access. Um, but... Just before this judge right here, the one that you just saw on screen in this little video, just be- just before her last day on Friday, she ruled after examining some uh, some emails that Evan Corcoran, one of Trump's lawyers, must respond to a subpoena and appear before the grand jury for questions. And in certain questions, I believe it was pretty limited questions. I can't just ask him anything. Um, and Trump is fighting this. But we got a leak from um, this council, and uh, some documents were unsealed, it seems, or at least reporters got hold of them. So let's go through this story because it's a pretty interesting development. Um, Sources, special counsel claims Trump deliberately misled his attorneys about classified documents the judge wrote. The judge said there could be indications of criminal violations per sources. 
Prosecutors in the special counsel's office have presented compelling preliminary evidence that former President Donald Trump knowingly and deliberately misled his own attorneys about his retention of classified materials after leaving office. A former top federal judge wrote Friday in a sealed filing, according to sources who described its contents to ABC News. There is the fake news tell. There's a leak. It's real. But the news is fake. What you want to bet, it's the exact opposite. That Trump was truthful with his attorneys, but his attorneys lied or misrepresented information about the documents. What do you want to bet? It's the exact opposite. I don't know that to be a fact, but this that is a fake news tell right there if I've ever seen one. That's a leaks are real, news is fake tell right there. U.S. Judge Beryl Howell, who on Friday stepped down as the D.C. District Court's chief judge, wrote last week that prosecutors in special counsel Jack Smith's office had made a prima facie showing that the former president had committed criminal violations, quote, unquote. According to the sources, and that attorney-client privileges invoked by two of his lawyers could therefore be pierced. Remember, we learned a lot about this, if you're with me, as we covered the Sussman case. Um, that you have attorney-client privilege until a crime has been committed between you and your attorney or you're discussing a crime and there's something called the crime-fraud exception, which would allow then your attorney-client privilege to be broken, which was probably the most important thing to happen in the assessment trial, is that Durham broke the attorney-client privilege on a number of emails between Fusion GPS and Hillary Clinton and the DNC and all of them. So... And Durham got access to them. Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing in his handling of classified documents. And I believe him. I absolutely believe him. In her sealed filing, Hal ordered that Evan Corcoran, an attorney for Trump, should comply with a grand jury subpoena for his testimony on six separate lines of inquiry over which he had previously asserted attorney-client privilege. So... Six lines of questioning he can be can be brought can, he can be put to okay they can the prosecutors can question him about sources added that Hal also ordered Corcoran to hand hand over a number of records tied to what Hal described as Trump's alleged criminal scheme quote unquote a criminal scheme echoing prosecutors those records include handwritten notes invoices and transcriptions of personal audio recordings. In reaching the so-called prima facie standard to pierce Corcoran's privilege, Hal agreed prosecutors made a sufficient showing that on its face, it would appear to show Trump committed cr- committed crimes. Okay, that's like super key right there. It appears that way. We've been here many times before where it appeared Trump committed some crime. But then we get more information. We learned that actually it wasn't him. It was this slimy lawyer over here or it was someone else and they get busted, not Trump. And it turns out Trump was the one who busted them. <laughs> he's the he's the asset who gathered the gathered the evidence. The judge made it clear that prosecutors would still need to meet a higher standard of evidence in order to seek charges against Trump. They didn't lead with that, did they? They didn't lead with that line. 
Think about how different this headline could be. Sources, special counsel claims Trump deliberately misled his attorneys about classified documents. The judge made it clear that prosecutors would still need to meet a higher standard of evidence in order to seek charges against Trump. And more still, to prove his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. That This, this is probably the most important sentence in this article right here. He had to go, let's see, one, two, three, four, five paragraphs in, you get the most important sentence. Quote, it is a lower hurdle, but it is an indication that the government had presented some evidence and allegation that they, that they had evidence that met the elements of a crime, said Brandon Van Grack, a former top national security official. That's a familiar name. How found... The prosecutor showed sufficient evidence that Trump intentionally concealed the existence of additional classified documents from Corcoran, sources said, putting Corcoran in an unwitting position to deceive the government. Okay, I can tell you guys a piece of information that would totally make that not criminal. I'll read it again. How found that prosecutors showed sufficient evidence that Trump intentionally concealed the existence of additional classified documents from Corcoran, sources said, putting Corcoran in an unwitting position to deceive the government. Well, what if they're not classified? What if they were just marked classified and had been declassified? If that's the case, there's no crime there. There's no crime there. It's unclear what evidence Howe may have reviewed under seal from both DOJ and Trump's attorney to help her arrive at that decision. In response to ABC News, a Trump campaign spokesman said, in part, shame on fake news ABC for broadcasting illegally leaked false allegations from a never Trump, now former chief judge against the Trump legal team. Sammy the Squirrel, good morning. They say, I booked my flight and got its Ichi Romeo and Julieta cigar to enjoy when we have cigar break. Nice. Awesome, dude. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We're only a month away. One more month to go until Badlands get together in Chandler, Arizona. Okay. The developments described by sources illustrate other dimension of the former president's ongoing legal vulnerabilities. As Smith's classified documents probe marches forward, prosecutors in New York are mulling a separate indictment against Trump. Oh, yeah, they mentioned the New York thing, but that's not going to pan out. Central to Smith's efforts in the classified document probe is determining whether lawyers who represented the former president falsely certified in response to a grand jury subpoena that Trump had returned all classified records to the government or whether Trump himself sought to conceal records that he might have unlawfully retained. Federal prosecutors have claimed that lawyers for Trump certified in June 2022 that a diligent search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate turned up just 38 classified documents stored in a secure storage room. But two months later, when FBI agents raided the premises, they found more than 100 additional documents marked classified. Big distinction there. Some of which were located outside of the storage room, including in Trump's office desk. 
In her order last Friday, Howe was unsparing in her criticism of Trump's actions since early last year in response to the government's attempts to retrieve all classified documents taken from the White House. At one point, she described Trump's interactions with officials from the National Archives as a dress rehearsal. That's, oh man, I really wish I could read this filing. Oh, I really want to read this filing. As ABC News has previously reported, investigators sought to compel the testimony of Corcoran and another Trump attorney, Jennifer Little, as part of their probe, citing crime fraud exception, which allows for attorney-client privilege to be pierced in cases where it is suspected that legal services were rendered in the commission of a crime. Sources also said that prosecutors have sought to question Corcoran on how he aided another Trump attorney, Christina Bob in drafting the June 2022 statement to the Justice Department, which Bob ultimately signed. Attorneys for Trump were expected to appeal House Friday ruling. I think it's I think it's more far more likely that Evan Corcoran or some other attorney actually did commit a crime here and con- messed up and concealed something from Trump and DOJ rather than Trump concealing something from his own attorneys. Now from Politico, this, this, now this was the first story, right? Like we got this leak, um, yesterday and it's fake news, but it gets more interesting because of how things have proceeded since that leak. And since this decision that Corcoran, um, has to respond to the to subpoena or this ruling from the judge, Trump denounces crime fraud ruling, forcing attorney to testify and probe, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Former President Trump is fighting a federal judge determination that his communications with attorney Evan Corcoran amid a grand jury probe of Trump's handling of classified documents likely contain evidence of a crime. Trump's 2024 presidential campaign campaign issued a statement Tuesday attacking Jack Smith and the judge, Beryl Howell, who made the ruling. The statement followed increasingly detailed news reports about House determination that Corcoran could be forced to testify and turn over related documents. Quote, prosecutors only attack lawyers when they have no case whatsoever. I want to see the statement. Statement from Trump. Quote, shame on fake news ABC for broadcasting illegally leaked false allegations from a never Trump, now former chief judge against the Trump legal team. Right there, Trump is telling you that this ABC story is fake news. Fake news. This disinformation is on par with their breathless Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 and no collusion, Mueller speculation, all of which were totally disproven. These leaks are happening because there is no factual or legal basis or substance into any case against President Trump. Amen. The deranged Democrats and their comrades in mainstream media are corrupting the legal process and weaponizing the justice system in order to manipulate public opinion because they are clearly losing the political battle. The real story here that fake news ABC should be reporting on is that prosecutors only attack lawyers when they have no case whatsoever. President Trump is the only le- is the only leader fighting for the Constitution in order to protect the American people from being abused by a crooked system. And this really might be about the lawyers. D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals stayed Howe's order temporarily on Tuesday night. 
ordering an extraordinarily rapid series of filings. And this is really interesting here. Trump appealed, Trump's team appealed House ruling to the D.C. Court of Appeals. Last night, around the time this article was published, around 8 p.m., the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals said, all right, we are staying that ruling, meaning they're blocking it. They're, it's not, it's under, it's on pause, okay? The, and then they ordered that a bunch of filings needed to happen last night over the middle of the night. So Trump's attorneys and Jack Smith's attorneys were on a coffee drip all last night. The appeals court order from Judge Cornelia Pilliard, Michelle Childs, and Florence Pan, who are all Democrat appointees, doesn't identify Corcoran or the case at issue, but makes clear that the government was on the winning side of the case in House Court. The three-judge panel is asking Trump's attorneys to specify the precise set of documents at issue by midnight last night and for Smith's team to respond by 6 a.m. this morning. A spokesperson for Smith declined to comment Tuesday on the closed-door fight. The appeals court order followed the filing by Trump-linked attorneys of a pair of appeals and stay requests tied to House decision, which came on the final day of her seven-year tenure as chief judge of the Federal District Court in Washington. The parallel submissions asked the appeals court to block House decision while the appeals go forward, docket entries show. The appeals were first reported by CNN. The short-term administrative stay granted Tuesday night does not appear to signal whether the appeals court will decide to keep Howe's order on ice as a full legal briefing proceeds in the dispute. The Trump campaign statement issued Tuesday evening also dismissed Howe, a former Democratic Senate aide appointed by Obama as a, quote, never-Trump judge. Howe's secret order on Friday ordered Corcoran to testify, blah, blah, blah. Her order relied on crime fraud exception. We've read all that. Trump's camp's public attack on Hal appears to be blah, 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 blah. Even after handing over the handing off the chief's position, however, Hal continues to hold significant sway over matters connected to Trump's inner circle. On Tuesday, she held a hearing in a lawsuit brought by two Georgia election workers against Rudy Giuliani, chiding the longtime Trump ally and his lawyer for what she described as an inadequate approach to require exchange of evidence in the matter. That's what it's all about, exchanging evidence. Proceedings related to the classified documents grand jury, including efforts by prosecutors to compel Corcoran's testimony, are occurring under seal. However, the appeals court dockets show that the rulings being applied, being appealed, were in, were issued on Friday and correspond to a dispute that was filed with the district on February 7th. The grand jury probe of Trump, which is now helmed by Smith, is an outgrowth of a months-long battle between National Archives and Trump to obtain hundreds of government records stashed at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. After leaving office, Trump's aides returned 15 boxes in January. We remember this. All right, so just to make it perfectly clear, it's it's really interesting that the appeals court did this, did this but just give you the quick bullet point timelines. Judge Howe ruled on Friday that Evan Corcoran's communications, meaning documents and notes, were likely to reveal evidence of a crime. Which means that the attorney-client privilege was busted. He can now be questioned along six lines of inquiry here. So six topics they can the prosecutors can ask him about. 
Appeals court agreed to very briefly block Howell's order to consider emergency appeal. Last night by midnight, Trump's side had to make a filing detailing their the documents at issues and why they shouldn't be turned over. And then at 6 a.m., Jack Smith had to reply to that. So real time crunch here, and I'm guessing they um we might get some news on this later today if they're wanting to move this fast. If not, I mean, if not today, then by the end of the week, I would think. Let's see, is this has this been added since then? Hold on just a moment. I want to check this tweet. Was this at, I don't remember reading this. Yeah, okay. So this has happened before is what he's saying. There's been this quick battle that played out on the time crunch and it was when he tried to block Trump tried to block Mark Short and Greg Jacob last fall. Trump lost that and then um Mark Short testified the next day to the grand jury. Okay. Yeah, I see folks saying they're having a lot of trouble with Rumble today. Um, I don't know, guys. It seems to be working okay for me on this end, but sometimes it goes like that. Hopefully it it smooths out, but I can definitely tell that something's weird because my live viewers are way lower than they usually are. And chat keeps disappearing on me to where I'm not, I don't see y'all at all. So something's, something is screwy with rumble, I think. All right. Next story. John Solomon is suing DOJ and the national archives over access to declassified Trump, Russia probe memos. Just the news editor in chief, John Solomon sued the Justice Department and the National Archives on Tuesday, alleging they have wrongfully kept from public inspection hundreds of pages of documents chronicling the FBI's bungled Russia collusion probe that were declassified by former President Donald Trump. Solomon's suit was filed in U.S. District Court on, in Washington with the help from a nonprofit America First Legal It alleged that the two federal agencies were violating the Presidential Records Act by keeping the declassified Russia probe documents out of the archives official collection for the Trump presidency. This is a case quote. This is a case about two government agencies apparently colluding to evade the Presidential Records Act. The lawsuit says recover the records wrongfully withheld and to force the defendants to comply with the law. The suit concluded The suit included contemporaneous emails from a top archives official last August, alleging that the declassified records should be returned by DOJ as quickly as possible so that we can all have fully releasable set of records. You can read the full lawsuit here. I want to. I want to find this case and make sure I bookmark it. Let's let's do that. I don't want to go to recount. I just want to go to court listener. 
let's click on this bookmark, go here. Let's search this case and see if I can find it. Solomon versus Garland. This looks to be it. Let me make sure. Yep, 38. No, this one's 10 pages right here. Yeah, this is it. This filing right here from uh, Just the News has all the documents, whereas on the docket, they're separated by the main complaint and then these attachments. Okay. All right, so NARA told Just the News on Tuesday it doesn't comment on litigation matters. DOJ didn't immediately respond. Stephen Miller, the president of America First Legal and a former Trump advisor, said a court-ordered return of the declassified records to the archives was necessary for public transparency and accountability. Mm -hmm. After multiple congressional and Justice Department investigations concluded that the FBI engaged in misconduct and mistakes by seeking a foreign intelligence court warrant, Targeting the Trump campaign, Trump signed an order in his final hours in office in January 2021, declassifying hundreds of pages of previously redacted or secret records. They included FBI interactions with confidential human sources like former British spy Christopher Steele, etc. Right here's. The archives produced to Solomon a memo showing that the morning of Trump's departure from the White House on January 20th, 2021, then White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows sent the declassified documents back to the FBI for the redactions with an instruction to release them as soon as deletions were made. Quote, I am returning the bulk of the binder of declassified documents to the Department of Justice, including all that appear to have a potential to raise privacy concerns with the instruction that the department must expeditiously conduct a Privacy Act review under the standards that the DOJ would normally apply, redact material appropriately, and release the remaining material with redactions applied. The records were never released, although we have gotten a chunk of them. A chunk of them were released like two months ago, I believe. I covered them on this show. There was a really interesting... Uh, FBI 302 that that we found. I sought permission to access these documents nearly a year ago at the archives as a journalist because these records have significant benefit to the American public. An American president believed they were important enough to declassify to the public so that the public would understand the missteps and failures. So, all right. Solomon's lawsuit chronicles and details classified binder yeah all right where my brain is going on this right now is that we already had we had um a chunk of this was revealed via foia and foia fan put it out in a google drive and i covered some of it on this show it wasn't everything but it was a lot of it and doj had gone in and re-redacted They'd added redactions to things that had already previously been redacted. So the fact that this has this material was in National Archives and has been moved from them, it's being used for something. That see, 
I like that Solomon's going after it, but I think it's like, I think the re I think the reason it's not in the archives as part of uh, Trump's presidential records is because these documents are being used by prosecutors such as John Durham. So they're not in the archives because they're now material in court proceedings and investigations. Let's see this. Let's see this lawsuit. This is a case about two government agencies colluding to evade the PRA, Presidential Records Act. The Defendant National Archives and Records Administration. The act mandates that a former president records records shall be made available to him or his designate, designated representatives. On January 19th, 2021, then President Donald Trump ordered the declassification and release of records related to the FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation. Then it cites it. On June 9th, 19th, 2022, former President Trump sent a letter to the National Archives designated the plaintiff, John Solomon, to be one of his representatives for access to presidential records of my administration. That right there tells you that uh, John Solomon is doing this, maybe not at the direction of Trump, but with the blessing of Trump. This is John John Solomon is playing the role here. Trump wants John Solomon to do this, I would reckon. He's one he's one of the John Solomon is one of the guys that is part of this 5GW and he's fighting he's fighting lawfare here. On June 22nd, 2022, the plaintiff emailed Gary Stern, the general counsel of the National Archives requesting every record covered by President Trump's declassification order. These records were in, quote, a binder of documents from the Russia investigation and included, quote, the last two approved FISA warrants the FBI sought in order to fully declassify state. The debriefing documents, tasking orders, and validation reports for confidential human sources, Christopher Steele, and Stephen Halper, and other documents. On June 23, 2022, Mr. Stern replied to the plaintiff's email, explaining that the National Archives did not have possession of the binder containing the declassified records because it has been transferred to the Department of Justice on January 20th, 2021. On August 17th, 2022, Mr. Stern acknowledged that the records belong to the archives and that he encouraged the Department of Justice to act quickly for the benefit of the public. Quote, I have asked DOJ to complete its review as quickly as possible so that we can have a fully releasable set of records, Mr. Stern wrote. To date, the National Archives has not indicated that the records have been returned. The plaintiff is President Trump's designated representative in his capacity as a journalist. He has duly requested presidential records. Therefore, under 44 U.S.C. 2205, the records must be released. Accordingly, the plaintiff brings this action for replevin and mandamus to recover the records wrongfully withheld and to force defendants to comply with the law. Then jurisdiction, parties. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, this is... Let's do this. Let's do this. There's another case against Trump. This is completely separate from the other two that we've covered. 
I think this is actually the fifth case that's going on. A Manhattan judge held firm. This is a different Manhattan judge, different case from Alvin Bragg, okay? A Manhattan judge held firm on plans for a trial this autumn in the $250 million lawsuit accusing former President Trump and his adult children and his business of fraud. This case is before Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Ingeron. And he said this case is complex, but it's not complicated. It all boils down to whether the statements of financial condition are true. And the rest, as Rabbi Hillel famously said, is all commentary. Trump's attorneys asked the judge to postpone the October 2nd of this year trial by six months deep into the presidential campaign season. Attorney Christopher Cotton. Now, think about that. This lawsuit is about Trump financial records for him, his kids, and his business. The trial date is set for this coming October 2nd. Why would President Trump want to move that trial six months ahead into primary season? You would think he wouldn't want it going on, but I'm guessing it's because he wants to use it to galvanize people to support him because the deep state's after him, again, with this this lawsuit. But the judge says, no, we're not moving it. It's... We we are firmly going to have this 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 trial October, but it's going to be October twenty uh, October twenty third. So he moved it three weeks. Ingeron remains skeptical of the request. He says, "I don't want to move this trial not only because I said I don't want to move it, <laughs> knowing that he thinks it isn't necessary to move it." Um. Let's see. Proceedings in the civil lawsuit were delayed a half hour after courtroom clerk announced a security issue. They had a bomb threat down there. Um, New York Attorney General Letitia James alleges that Trump, this is her suit, alleges Trump, his children and his business have a pattern of wildly inflating or deflating their assets to reap tax benefits. She claims that Trump estimates the size of his Trump Towers triplex at three times its actual square footage. Trump organization also valued rent-stabilized units more than 66 times higher than an outside appraiser says. These discrepancies and others, she says, warrant massive massive proposed civil penalty. So this case is about enacting a a civil penalty against him. Uh, But it is floating out there. There's like five cases going on against Trump right now. And this is the one from Letitia James. It'll be interesting if there actually is a trial in um in October. Okay. Let's see. Has Trump been arrested yet? Has he been indicted yet, should I say? Let's see. Has he been indicted yet? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. From Rudy Giuliani, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's potential indictment of President Donald J. Trump is about much more 
than just President Trump. It'll set a terrible precedent for the future and will be one of the darkest days for our democracy. This is the sort of thing that can tear a country apart. He's right, but it is about more than, it's about much more than just President Trump. I got this feeling that someone else is going to get indicted. I really, I really think that someone else is going to, it's not going to be Trump. I think it's, there's going to be a boomerang here and it's going to turn out that someone else was the target the entire time. Every article I read, every show I watch, even the so-called haters say that President Trump did nothing wrong. There is no crime here. As Biden would say, no, I meant it. I'm not kidding. The crime would be if I get charged. The rogue prosecutor who is having a hard time with the grand jury, especially after the powerful testimony against him by Felon Cohen's highly respected former lawyer, is attempting to build a case that has never been brought before and actually can't be brought. If he spent his time, effort, and money on fighting violent crime, which is destroying New York City, our once beautiful and safe Manhattan, which has become an absolute hellhole, would be a much better place to live. The New York Times, from the New York Times, quote, a New York Times review and interviews with election law experts strongly suggest that New York state prosecutors have never before filed an election law case involving a federal campaign. Bringing an untested case against anyone, let alone a former president of the United States, carries the risk that a court could throw out or narrow the case. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It won't be. Um, who was it that said that? Um, the mommy. Yeah, it, you're right. We wouldn't know until after 2 p.m. anyway, because that's when the grand jury will reconvene. I got this feeling it's going to be about someone else. Watch it be. Watch Watch Cohen get indicted. Or Stormy Daniels' previous attorney um uh what's his name keith daniels or keith davidson maybe it'll be him but i think it's i think it's going to end up being someone else all right guys i know it's not much but that's what i got for you this morning um I have another long article I'd like to read to you, but I'm kind of not feeling it right now. Um, it, get, it gets it gets kind of deep and uh, into a touchy subject. And uh, I'd like to be at my best when I get into it. So, um, plus Rumble's, Rumble's being really weird for me this morning. Really weird. So, that's the show I got for you today. A little bit, a short one, but... Don't worry, I'll be back tonight with Devolution Power Hour with John and Burning Bright, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Maybe even a Trump indictment. (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. 
but we definitely will have much to talk about because there's a lot going on in the world. I saw that I saw that Cy Hirsch has a new article that has to do with Nord Stream. I'm going to check that out. And um, yep, lots going on today. So sorry, it's a short show, but I think it's best for me to do it this way and save this other article for Friday. Um, so y'all have a blessed day. Have a good one. And remember, we're not going to win every battle, but we are going to win this war. Stay positive. I'll see y'all later tonight. <laughs>